The following program was produced by Community Producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the Community Producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Good evening, and welcome to Malden 02148. I'm your host this evening, Ed Lucy, and my guest is Council at Large, Debbie DeMaria. And just for your edification, the purpose of the hat is really to wish you all a belated St. Patrick's Day. This is not Groundhog Day Revisited, <laughs> but uh, there's so much has been changing uh, in this past year, the way we, we interact with people and the way this show has been be- done. As a matter of fact, uh, I think in, since last March, which is a year ago, uh, mm-hmm. I've done two shows, both of which were uh, involved with the uh, election preparations and, and the election results. So uh, that was in November. So I'm glad to have an opportunity for uh, for tonight to be doing a live show, and, and I'm more delighted to have Council De Maria as my guest because there's a lot been going on in Malden, and there's things that... Uh, are important that should be discussed, and I think this is the chance to do it, Councillor. Thank so. you so much for the opportunity to be here, and thank you to all that are watching. This is a wonderful, wonderful host and a wonderful man. Thank you. She's my part-time press agent, but we'll go. <laughs> we'll go. <laughs> but anyway, um, the, now the budget, is it too early for the for the budget information? Uh, oh, yes, it is, for this y- coming year. Yes, yeah, yeah. It comes to the floor uh, and then gets... Um, forwarded to the finance committee and then we call in departments so that will happen probably the end of april if we're lucky or may throughout may yeah and you have to tend to wait until the state finalizes their budget and then the city does theirs. um are there any big surprises that you're aware of for this year in terms of expenses weren't anticipated and so maybe an extra cash flow I, i don't know uh uh, you've lost some of your revenue, both because of excise taxes, because of licensing for uh, 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 restaurants and liquor establishments. So I don't know, if, have you been able to offset that with other sources? Um, we are very excited to be discussing the possibility of a Malden Redevelopment merger, which has been discussed on the floor uh, twice, and um, it's, uh, it, it's a great opportunity uh, Malden Redevelopment has been part of our city since 1958, and um, uh, I think it's time that we move forward and make sure we take care of all the employees that are there and that will have built-in departments. So um, it has not come down from our mayor yet, exactly uh, the financing for that, but that's something that uh, I look forward to as we really just finished the trash program and that's being rolled out. So, um, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Well, that what well, I think is a little bit interesting about that, and, and, and it would appear to make some it would make some sense because other than Boston and I think one other communities, there were no other redevelopment authorities separate from the cities or towns. Right. It's it's uh, they've all been uh, folded into their city. Right. So yeah. it's time. Yeah. yeah. We got to look at it. Look yeah. at the finances. Look at the portfolio, what MRA has, you know, what it's going to cost the city. and um, But I, I really welcome that. And uh, I do have to say Executive Director Debbie Burke, is, uh, she's done such a fabulous job with that department and uh, worked so well with our city. Have you looked at the salaries? No, we're not at that point yet. <laughs> because you'll probably find job descriptions for there. That department versus what the city pays, comparable jobs, 
I think there's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they have more flexibility in how they c- yeah. calculate their payment. And I, and in fact, I think they may. I'm not even sure if they have the same s- retirement plan as the city. Yeah, they, it was briefly discussed in the presentation on um, on Tuesday night in ordinance. But uh, there's a lot more to, uh, you know, to specify and uh, figure out yeah. to make it best for everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The. Um, the city, another thing, that uh, are you progressing up to the point where um, uh, the city council start to meet in person? There was some discussion on that, that uh, last week, I think, because I think I saw it on TV, that there, there is no, there's no ter- determinable date, but there's uh, apparently some discussion to start meeting in person. In fact, I think one of the, the council indicated that if there, if there were people who had reservations at this point of doing that, that they could still... Have the op- have the meeting collectively, and then zoom in those people that prefer not to be there in person. Is that is that something that's viable? Yeah. So, uh, you know, this past year has been uh, unbelievable. Everybody has experienced it, and I think the most important thing that we did in March and April is to wrap our arms around this Zoom uh, programming and to continue the work of the city council. Uh, it took a while. It took you know. A learning curve but we're kind of on a roll with that and uh, I find that for me it allows me to be at every single committee meeting um, prior to COVID we would schedule two or three meetings at the same time and based on membership and if our meeting if I wanted to attend two meetings I was you know, back in the days of the senior center I was running from meeting to meeting this does allow everybody to attend all meetings because we only have the one zoom link um so that's a good thing um however i i do look forward to going back face to face i'm a people person and you know i'm not a real techie person and uh, i do miss everybody um but in the last couple of weeks even though we're in the yellow you know malden's been red for a long time and we went down to yellow um there's there's an uptick in um some warnings from the uh, cdc and you know so we just have to be really cautious and we have two more two more months left and then we recess in july so the way we left it on city council a couple of weeks ago is um it's with the uh the very smart hands of our council president neil anderson to kind of maneuver through that decision so one would think maybe september i don't i mean certainly if he calls for it sooner i would be there but i think you know give us the recess and come back you know in full force but yeah everett uh there was there was a a piece of paper i don't know if you saw several months ago where they had a real controversy in everett and and um and I'm, I don't know all of the dynam- dynamics of the p- politics and ever, but it almost appeared the problem was that uh, the, the profile of the typical council and ever is an older gentleman or or, or, or even an older uh, woman, and the result of them maybe they're not good at the computers, in which case they found it easier to get together as they did before. But that uh, for some of the people, they were nervous about at that point, and that was several months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know they, they must have resolved it. I don't know how they did it because yeah, I haven't seen anything did. since on it. Yeah, I'm sure they resolved. Yeah, but that uh, th- that was rather uh, almost like a, a, a major controversy. I think mm-hmm. it made the television. Uh, it did yeah. at six o'clock news. The the the, um, the, c- the COVID situation in Malden. Um, you, 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 we're, we're making progress in terms of the, the uh, how we uh, relate to other communities, but it, it still seems that, um, in more than maybe in the same of other communities, that the number of cases have an uptick recently. Mm-hmm. And you would think, with all the vaccines that have been uh, made available to people, that the um, that the numbers would, would trend downward. And and uh, it appears that um, the, the most recent numbers that I heard was that the the main uptick is really from younger people. So those are the people that maybe so, are socially mobile. They they go out mixing in uh, crowds. They maybe go to social functions that uh, don't necessarily uh, follow the rules. And the result is they're the one, and it'll maybe in, in many ways are the last ones that get the vaccine. Yeah. So therefore, they're the most susceptible to yeah. exposure. But even even older people, uh, there's been some uptick, and I don't quite figure that out because. 
by now almost anybody that wants it has had made a, had been eligible to get it. So, mm -hmm. it would, uh, and I, I don't know whether they indicate that these people that are getting it were, were people that obviously did intentionally did not take the vaccine. Um, I, I don't know if I can really pinpoint that, but I know there's different strains of this now coming into the United States from Europe and, and South America. South America. Right, yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's what they might be talking about. But I, we do have to err on caution, you know. I mean, I'm very happy that I've gotten my two shots within my um, allocated time and uh, – you didn't and it you didn't, didn't hurt. And you didn't cut the line. No, I didn't cut the line. <laughs> but Al did, because he's younger. Yeah. <laughs> no, we did not. No, but um, uh, and I do encourage everyone to to get the shot. It's it's yeah. no matter what it, if it's Moderna or Pfizer or J and J, it's it's fine and it's the right thing to do. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, in fact, I, uh, coming uh, this morning, when I was out doing uh, some running around, and I heard on the radio that Visa uh, has been accepted for young people, uh, and that they they asserted that they are 100 percent effective. Wow! Which is um, great. Yeah, and and so that's again that group of people who, who would be really the last. Yeah. Last. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What a year, huh? Yeah. What a year. Yeah. But uh, I, I just if you I have to tell you that Malden did a fabulous job. Um, it took, you know, a while, learning curve, but once we got there, our board of director and our mayor hosted meetings actually here in the station at the beginning and um, and then uh, on Zoom, and uh, they did wrap their arms around um, the concerns that we all had. I mean, if we all think back, April, May, June, I mean, I was hunkered down in my house, and afraid to go grocery shopping so so i think we've we've done a good job with that i don't have the exact count of how many residents we've lost but our our first responders and our doctors and our you know health care providers they have you know really it's just you know i bow down to them i don't think i could ever do that um but they're terrific and um and, you know, we continued government with Zoom. And at the beginning, I remember in April, uh, a bunch of residents uh, called Malden Neighbors, Helping Neighbors got together. And I know we made hundreds of calls to our senior community to make sure they were okay in their house if they needed their medicines I got a up. call. You did? Good, <laughs> good. Um, and, you know, if they needed groceries and, you know, that takes a lot of effort to do that. And many of them just wanted to talk. You know, they were isolated. Mm -hmm. So so that was a, a real good thing. And then we opened up the uh, warming center an extra month under um, Pastor Whetstone. And many, many people stepped up to the plate with that. It was uh, it's a great place if you've ever gone there. Where's that? Church of the Nazarene, right oh, on Eastern Avenue. Of course. Yeah, during the winters, they literally take our homeless off the streets and bring them in, give them a hot meal and a warm place to stay. So um, everybody stepped up to the plate. It was, it was, it was. It makes it makes us all not think about how you know takes away our greed a little bit and help others. So. The isolation has has had a negative effect on on not just the elderly. It appears that it has it really has an in, has impacted really the cross section of people, even young people, even with the way the school system is, uh, oh. is structured today. Um, which, as a follow up question to us uh, talking about the city council, city hall itself is still not open to the public, is it? By appointment. Just by appointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that, um, and they screen the people coming in. I, I know one day, uh, this was some time ago, I ended up uh, had a, a quick chore to do at City Hall, and uh, I didn't know who she was, but there was someone at the, at the main entrance. The greeter, yeah. Yeah, she, she was the enforcer. You, <laughs> you could, you didn't have an appointment, you didn't get in. Yeah. And it so happened, someone, the only reason I was able to get into the, the beginning of the door, inside the door, was someone was leaving, and the door was left open, and so you I walked in. in. Yeah. But didn't I, they know who you were? <laughs> well, yeah, the, no, she did not. But that we're evil. I didn't know who she was either. Okay. But uh, now, I don't know whether you're aware of it or not, but the, um, 
uh, Marlin had applied for a deferment on, on opening the schools. Uh, yes. I think they're only doing K to two now. Yes. And now they wanted to expand it into uh, it through the uh, middle school, I think, or at least. Yeah. So, so I've always made a point of you know allowing our school committee members to do their thing. But um, you were on the school committee, so you know how one, that feels. I did. I and it's a lot of work. Yeah. It really is. So they voted. Um, on a uh, recent committee to uh, to uh, hold off the opening um, for two weeks, I think it was, until they really got all their safety, you know, PPE, everything that they needed to roll out the full opening, and the Department of Ed turned them down. Uh, so I, heard, I believe I they're open. Today's their third. They opened on Monday. Oh, I thought it was next Monday they yeah, were open. No, it was, I believe it's this Monday that they. This past Monday? Yeah, yeah, I think oh. so. Yep, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was interesting because uh, Boston, among other communities, has uh, requested deferment, and they got accepted. They and did, f- yeah. For some reason, um, in which I, I don't know all the details, I only I didn't even know you knew about it. I thought I was going to tell you that, well, today they told them they have to open. They're not deferring it, but you know that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you that my, my biggest... Um, gripe with even the COVID and the schools to tie it together is that we never prioritized our educators for vaccinations. And I remember being home in February and just spinning out and got on my computer and I sent emails to our state delegation saying, you know, this is a priority. We want our children to get back in school. Well, you got to make it safe for our educators. And, uh, and, I don't know if it helped or not. I'd like to, you know, thumbs up to myself, but, you know, I'm sure many other people did it, but um, they are now in the pecking order and have been for about a month, maybe. Right. To right. get their and that vaccination. And includes support staff, too. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, safety first. Yeah. So. One of the things kind of interesting um, um, is that even though the schools have opened on a modified basis, there has been situations, and sometimes it's clusters that happen in Swampscott, I think, among other communities. But there have been incidents of people being infected uh, and, and, by, and diagnosed with the with the uh, virus, and, and not only the students, but it, it, in some instances, it involved the adult uh, people with the school system. So it it, it uh, even in those communities made the effort to maybe expand on the on the uh, in school kind of educational process which was a more more p- uh, productive one than it is in zooming yeah that it still ha- on occasion that people do get infected and yeah. the the um there were, I saw an ad in um, in the advocate um uh, about a month ago and and, and it was an ad promoting uh, or encouraging people to consider uh, uh, enrolling at the charter school but uh, but even there, uh, even though I think they've been open really the whole year mm-hmm. since last September, the school year, that um, they it, it indicated I thought in the end I don't quite figure that out, only about half of their students participate. Do you have any? That's something out of your realm. But anyway, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. don't. But I know I, even like Chevrolet for the most part has been open the whole year. There you go. Yeah, I uh, I, yeah. Uh, I really don't. Yeah, my children are grown. I've actually spent most of the year homeschooling them. So your children or your grandchildren? My grandchildren. Yeah, not yeah. your children. They were dead. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe they need to be. They must be taking a postgraduate <laughs> course with their mother. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. a crazy year. But it's great to just be in person, though, isn't it? Like, oh. Well, um, you, you see some difference now, um, even in uh, public sites like restaurants. The there's been a movement up. Would towards allowing greater flexibility. You still do the social distancing. You still have to do the, the you know mask. the mask until yeah. you sit down. Yeah. Uh, but there has been some effort to allow some flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think some of the, the restaurants that I've seen months ago, the ones that had the outside tents, did quite well. They yeah. seemed to almost be doing as big a business outside as they did inside. Yeah. Yeah. We had one restaurant in Marlin on Exchange Street. Yeah. When I would drive down Exchange Street, they'd be very, very crowded. Yeah. And I know the the one up in the Fellsway on, on um, in Melrose, the, 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 
In fact, I half thought that they might be putting the tent up again, but apparently they're going to go with the inside dining rather than the outside. But there, there has been more, more and more of, of, a, of a public appearance for people for outside dining, for instance. Yeah. And I think some of that is the vaccine has been now spread across a greater segment of the population. Yeah. So therefore, even the relatively young people are eligible, and therefore they they get they get less. Uh, inhibitions about going out right. and, and uh, so that's been a plus but right. i mean the socks open the gig uh, uh, open tomorrow and i think they only have uh, they're only allowing like four four thousand people so that's like a that, that uh, I can, you do the math that must yeah. be i think 15 percent of what this yeah what yeah. the capacity I is was say. and uh, yep. i know the garden now has live audience yeah. but again a very modest number of people yeah. relative to the size but, but you know Less the ones that have passed on, you know, five hundred and forty thousand is or it? more, or yeah, more. Yeah, but you know, yeah, so many because of our first responders have survived. So, yeah, I uh, it was kind of you bring that up. It was kind of interesting because the, the uh, Dr. Fossey's associate has not, has been interviewed on TV recently, and she's indicated how. Without getting involved in the, in the dynamics of politics, but uh, if it had been handled differently by the former administration, there would have been a lot less people would have would have uh, died. Mm. And, and, the, and the emphasis she was trying to point out was that um, there was warnings ahead of time, and the people didn't pay attention to it. Who, who were in a position where they could have had more influence legally and personally by getting involved and, mm. and being more restrictive and positive, but. The response when she said all of that was, "Well, why did she say that publicly when she had the job?" Hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the, yeah. um, the, the there was a, a lot of other things going on. What do you, what do you, uh, what did you find out? You, you mentioned you had a, you had been formerly on the school committee. Yes. Um, and, and, and what's the biggest contrast did you find being a city councilor? Oh wow, that's a good question. Well, some of it—the interesting thing is—is is, is, is as a school committee person, you were uh, at one ward. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in your case, you're a council at large, which in theory, you have a cross section of the mm-hmm. community that would be in contact with you, or you would have maybe input from 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 some, from the different issues that surface as a, as a public official. Yeah. So, uh, and again, you focus on the school committee, just a school committee. It it, it is the. Um, the financial uh, budget of the schools. It is the uh, hiring and firing of the superintendent. Um, it's contractual negotiations. Well, sometimes replacing the superintendent, you don't have to fire them, just not replace. They yeah. can replace them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, this school committee um, really has had their hands full with this pandemic, and I hats off to them. It's um, it's been tremendous work that they've had to meet and you know put the children's safety first the teachers the you know the getting the buildings organized with their PPE and uh, they they've they've worked <laughs> very very hard so the difference would be um, and, you know they have the school focus it is the school focus they have to set the budget uh, they have to do the calendar for the children you know and um, and that that's that all the other things that they do and take on um, the special ed programs and surveys and you know all the other things that's that's all great but um, city council is pretty much everything it is all the committees that we have, the public properties, the, you know, licensing, the finance, which is very important, ordinances. The ordinances are the laws of the land for Malden, you know, adjusting them, updating them, writing them. And then, you know, the, the social aspect of, you know, Black Lives Matter and our Asian community and what Malden is is made it's us and so you know this past year in the uh i think it was june um three malden high school students planned their march from the high school to lincoln commons and it was so well received and uh it was over the um you know the tragedy that happened this summer and uh it, it, the our 
men and women in blue were there and it was it was just like brought me back to the 70s it was it was wonderful and then this past friday recently we had a a beautiful candlelit um uh memorial for the asian people that were slain uh in georgia and the um you know the issues that we now are facing with um the bl- putting the blame on somebody and some you know type of person and that's so important to our Malden since over 30% of our community is um, of Asian population so you know that's another layer of what city councilors do um, it's it's really just so much sometimes I could bring you a list well well one of the things that, <laughs> you know, the tragedy that happened in Georgia it almost seems that since then, now, whether it's being publicized because it's it's the aftermath of the Georgia situation, but even even as of today, there was a, a situation in New York yeah. where a, a, an older Asian woman was walking and a man attacked her. What what was a little astounding was from what the picture I saw on TV, there was someone standing nearby and he didn't respond at all. Mm. It showed it showed the the mm. man battering the woman and then taking off. Fortunately, he's since been arrested. Mm. But that's happened in Boston. It's happened in New York more mm. than once. And you wonder whether the aftermath of the incident in Georgia uh, literally results in people who maybe have that kind of a mentality that they have anger towards people who are different than them. They now make it a physical thing. Yeah. Because I don't recall th- that many kind of situations of all the Asian people that have happened in just those few weeks since the incident in Georgia before that. Because mm. certainly it's it's a problem whenever it happens to anybody. Yeah. But the fact is it seems to be more pronounced whether the news is more sensitive to it and therefore publicized the more yeah. or, or happened at that time b- before that. But it just was another statistic and therefore it didn't connect the dots as far as the reason why that incident involved an Asian person when it made no sense. I right. don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It, yeah. None it, of it does. I don't know how we've gotten to this point, but it's got to stop. So that's, well, you know, we it, have to, you know, organize events like that, set an ordinance that um, does not allow that in the community. Um, if you see something, say something. I, I mean, it is our responsibility as city councilors to do that as well as govern and as well as move the city forward with now the city just hired a person who yes we did and i'm not going to destroy her name by trying to say her name but she is our new diversity equity and inclusion um director which means what well she is going to make sure that all departments in the city are equally hiring, equally treating our people, and uh, so that all voices and all people are included in the hiring, the firing, the managing. The um, it, it's a huge job. It's very, very, very big job. I would never. Well, want that what job. does she do differently than the HR did before? And you know, I have to say, I. I voted for it. I did feel that that person should be uh, part of our um, HR department, um, but because of the newness of it and the sensitivity of it, uh, the mayor's office decided that it should kind of fold into to uh, their office. Okay, I went with that. But a lot of what she's going to be doing is HR work. Um, we we're really we've fallen behind it. We really have. I mean, one of my pushbacks with the Malden redevelopment is Debbie Burke as the executive director. When I was council president, I sat with her at our um, at our meetings the mayor would host, and I'd look around the table, and it would be three of us females, literally three of us, and, and the, the room was row filled. Was a, third row was the secretary. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but it was like, oh my gosh! So that's one she of the. She got the coffee. The third person got no, the coffee. See that. So that, what do you mean? That's the way it is. <laughs> that is so wrong. <laughs> so I, I really hope she stays on as long as she can because you know, that that's the um, diversity. Women are diverse. It's yeah. yeah. 
So. Well, um, it, it, I don't know um, exactly what her salary is, but you may have access to that information now. But I would suspect it's more more a higher level pay for that job than it is for a department head in the city. Like you, 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 you just reappointed the city controller or city treasurer. Our city controller is now our um, CFO. Okay. And we've consolidated the both positions to one. And I'll tell you, uh, Chuck Rannigan is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I put all my you know, trust in him. He's he's a great, great um, person to have our first CFO. So that's something that our management letter has been slapping us for 10 years. And so check that. So I'm very happy about that. That was... Um, do, um, do other communities combine those positions? I, I don't think they do, do they? That I'm aware of? Uh, I don't, I really don't know. Okay. There's, there's, I wish I could speak on that, but I kind of focus on Malden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Since the city hall is open, of course, the, coming, the timing wasn't that great because of the virus. Uh, has there much of an impact on downtown now that the, now that the road is open? Um, I, I think that now that a lot of the restaurants are starting to really roll out and open, um, I think we're going to see more and more of that. You know, we just a month ago got out of the red, so, um, everybody's been tiptoeing. So I, I know that it will just, you know, bloom. So we'll see what happens. You know, it's air on caution, you know. Well, the, the um, uh, but the no more parking has been added it's merely the relocating and opening up the street yeah well parking is at jackson street still right. but they have suffered a big loss yeah. this year yeah. because so many people are virtually working from their homes so you know that used to be busting over with you know business yeah. in the parking department in the building and it's not right now yeah. so um that has taken a hit yeah, they, um, they they had a couple of new business open right across from City Hall, one of which is a wine. Yeah. And, and Have you gone in there? No, and my, my uh, uh, interest or concern, with my, my thought was, was that I wish them the best, but, but I, I can't see how that's a good location. Well, I will tell you, it's absolutely beautiful inside, and they deliver. So <laughs> if you have unexpected company and you want a bottle of wine, just give them a call. And I'm sorry their name is escaping me. But oh, that's okay. Yeah, they deliver. How do you like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> although the, I think there's, um, there's some kind of uh, um, com- competitiveness among package stores that that deliver then I, I think there's been some rules changes on that they've been they're not going to allow them to do it i thought i saw something uh, i don't know i'm recently. sure they just check id before they you yeah, know yeah. here you go well that's but. right that's always another problem you yeah. Get the, yeah but yeah. Uh, uh but as far as the office itself now they had they kind of had the best they could with a tour and, and and whomever you spoke to was impressed with the new city hall and um, but are the are the council quarters comparable to what you had? Before? Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. More, there's a rooftop. Room? Oh. Yeah, there's a rooftop area that is absolutely beautiful. There's yeah. the courtyard. Jag did a fabulous job with that. Um, I believe um, Ron Cochran, who was our tech guy director um did a video of the city hall so it is on our website and click on it it's it's very very yeah. impressive they yeah. they did a beautiful job i did not sit on that committee i kind of poked my head in a couple of times but um they really worked very hard in our area which the council chambers oh my gosh it's beautiful we're very kind of close yeah. but um for now but Normally, it would be fine, you yeah. know. Maybe just give the uh, city website for those people that are listening who are not aware of it, because that's obviously uh, access to information that comes in handy. Oh, yeah. Where you have to be remote now, even. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's very simple. It's cityofmalden.org, and um, it's been retooled, and it's very easy to navigate through. Everything is on there. So www.cityofmalden.org. Good. Thank you. CityMalden.org. Org. Yep. O-R-G. Yep.
meaning it's nonprofit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's, um, I, I saw in the advocate this past week there was some kind of a, a controversy, some controversy relative to open meeting. And basically, what was I was a little confused by the article. I wasn't quite sure what the point was. Yeah. So, so we're you know we're governed by the state of Massachusetts laws um, to abide by them. And you know when we have our um, formal signing in and raising our right hand, I mean we swear that we're going to be ethical and follow the laws. And sometimes, you know we. F- forget and it's um you know we're so busy in our life and that apparently what happened and uh but there was a very controversial um license renewal for the city of malden and i do not sit on the license committee um but um one city councilor had a very strong opinion about not renewing that license and shared her opinion with um, the rest of the members. And that is uh, an open meeting law violation. You cannot deliberate uh, in a quorum or whether it's verbal or whether it's in an email. So, um, so you know, we're in training right now, and the city solicitor is – um, started with a two-hour training with our city clerk and um, council president and uh, this counselor. And um, so that was a focused, and I, as we move forward, we will be in continuous training because it's, we can't do that. So. Now, you say quorum. Would that be a, a, a quorum of the council or, or it could be a quorum of a committee? Yeah, so this this was an email that was deliberated to four out of five members of the committee. Yeah, the reason I asked that was because someone I know locally had seen the article in the paper, and she thought that it had to be six people. And I said, I don't think so. I think the law has changed, so it's a majority of the of a particular group uh, represented by, let's say, a committee or a uh, and not just it had to be six because there's 11 counselors. If it, 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 it didn't have to be six, it'd be a, a majority of whatever group you're talking about. And, and, and that open meeting business that, that you, you were just touching on with the council, that already, that also extends to other uh, community commissions and bo- boards. Yes, it does. Yeah, so yeah. that uh, it, it, there have been they too raise their right hand. Right, and <laughs> there have been occasions in the past where it's been a problem. People will yeah. will discuss things yeah. that are outside the the realm of the of the yeah. public's interest at that point. Yeah, we can't do that. It's yeah. not good governance. It's yeah. not good for Malden. We have to, you know, yeah. be ethical yeah. and yeah. and do what we have to do. And I honestly, Ed, I hated being the stickler on that. I hated, you know, being the the you know maternal not good but it's a reality check for all of us and um and and that's what we have to do but when you go talking about six when you say when i say the majority of the council that's six right there's 11 of us in this particular case so if you get together with four of the counselors and chit chat you're okay if you're talking about a committee that those counselors sit on then that becomes a majority of the committee. So we really have to be mindful. Those days that, you know, years ago when you were a city councilor, you know, I mean, the trend was we'd have our meeting and then we'd go across the street and be social and, you know, chit-chat and probably break, you know, open meeting laws. Today we have to be really mindful of that because, I mean, I don't see how residents would want their tax dollars spent on that, so... So hopefully, uh, now when you were elected to the school committee, and, and then even again when you were elected to the city council, was there any any pl- uh, process in place where uh, you'd get an orientation about open meeting laws, or conflicts of interest, or, or you know situations where you you could expose yourself to some legal issues or some political concerns about uh, compromising your position because of a relative that was uh, was involved with the city in a, in a business manner. I mean, in other words, there's all kinds of things that you can conjure up in your mind about how you're sitting there without intentionally doing anything wrong, but at the same time, 
you're 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 uh, maybe thinking of helping a friend or a neighbor or a relative, and and the next thing you know, you say, "Hey, that's not you can't do that." You're, you're yeah. So fish. we we annually have a um, computer based instructional tutorial that takes you 20 minutes you know what would you do if someone gave you ten dollars what would you do how would you you know is this legal and you know they give you these scenarios and you know you have to pass the test you, you wouldn't say if they gave you 10 say only 10 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm with it anyway. Fresh. no no that's so um so we do have that but in the discussion uh last week Councilor Linehan did bring up a wonderful point that we should have an in-depth um, tutorial, continuous. Because uh, to, to our city solicitor's credit, every year she comes to the floor and every year she tries to share with us, you know, the do's and the don'ts. And I know she came extensively when I was council president and uh, we, we just have to be mindful of that and, you know, we're not above the law, so. Be like Caesar's wife. <laughs> That's, um, is the city doing more work with streets and sidewalks? They seem to think an awful lot of construction sites, uh, whether it's on Cross Street or Main Streets and even side streets. Is, is there more being done? Well, there's always work being done. Yeah. There's always work being done. But um, I don't know if you're talking about the uh, DOT million dollar what we discussed last night is that what you're no oh okay but what is it what you want what were you going to mention there with yeah you? so we had um we had a public hearing uh charged with by on, zoom on zoom uh by councillors winslow and o'malley uh to redesign certain streets in malden to make it um bus friendly um pedestrian friendly bike friendly and uh, it's being totally funded by a grant that these two counselors have actually gone out and found and grabbed back and um, it did become very controversial last night that you know it's not enough public input and uh, so we did settle on that it will be on the docket next tuesday as a committee of the whole night um, it's always televised i do encourage anybody who's really interested in the infrastructure in the city to move the city you know in a in a forward thinking future way of being mindful for our our you know, our residents that do take public transportation. I mean, I think it was quoted last night, almost 8,000 people daily take public transportation. So, you know, not all of us are lucky to have a car. And um, so, yeah, I look forward to the dialogue, and I, I do look forward to um, to pushing that forward. And that would be prioritize different projects. Now, what is this? Well, it's, it's not taking away parking. It's just looking at our, you know, safe, you know, our streets, you know, complete streets is what it's called. And, you know, through all kinds of research, um, how can you make the streets better to serve the community? You know, we go from a single lane to a four lane on Eastern Avenue. Everybody's going speeding. And, you know, how do we make that safer? And, um, you know, the MBTA was part of the discussion. Uh, Department of Transportation, this grant or grants are from them. So it's zero cost to the community. Um, it might be a little, you know, uh, encumbering when they start the project, um, but uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and we're trying to move the city from, you know, 1950s when everybody just had one car and or no cars or no cars. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. remember that? Oh, there weren't there weren't as many variances at mm. that time. Now, uh, typically, what kind of a call generally do you get as a council in terms of the city business that they feel you should be responding to them for? When you get a call from a constituent or someone. Oh that, my God! I don't know where to start. It's just I get calls for um, litter. I get calls on the trash. I get calls on driver ed cars that are using our roads 
I get calls for handicapped parking opportunities. I get calls for speeding. I get calls for, you know, certain votes that I take or supportive votes or needs in the community. Uh, I I think the majority of the calls I get are from the community that is in need of things, whether it's our diverse community, our people with disabilities, our, you know, things that they need. I feel like I'm like the people counselor. Go, Go to her because, you know, she'll help you. Um, oh, 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 she's re- what they're really saying is she's responsive because it's there's um there's been a kind of a, a a sense in some instances over the years that sometimes the people get elected and once they get elected and this is not uh, uh, most of them, but sometimes people right. that get elected they're not responsive to the phone calls either they they don't want to deal with it or they ignore them and and sometimes they've heard criticism even of current councillors. Yeah. the person doesn't return phone calls, which uh, would, to me would be a cardinal sin for someone that's oh. asking for a vote when you don't even give the courtesy yeah. of a call back. But yeah. there may be, if it happened once in a while, you can say, well, it, it, you're away on vacation, uh, you, you didn't get the message, somebody else uh, erased it, on and on and on. Yeah. But when it's a, if it's a chronic thing, but but if you get a call about handicapped parking, is that for people who are looking for yeah, placards or, or it, uh, no not placards but there could be a need well, there might be some sp- public building that doesn't offer that and you know and then i have to figure out a way how to navigate toward that whether it's putting a resolve on the floor or order order on the floor yeah. or calling the department head to partner with them okay how should we do this so it, it's you know it's it's 24 7 believe it or not it it really is and I just think it's the most wonderful job that I've ever had, and I hope that I've helped. I've been uh, a city councilor for four terms and prior a school committee, so I'm on my fifth term in public service, and um, I take it seriously. You know, maybe maybe not everybody does take it seriously, but I I I do, and uh, and I love it so. Even for the inconvenience. Even for the holiday calls and the 8 p.m. calls at night. And it's all right. It's now, all right. Now, the city, we, we, we talked a bit earlier about the, the, the impact on the virus uh, situation in, in Malden in general. Um, the, the city implemented a program, as as was done at the state level and and, and other sources, of help set red rent subsidy for people who were in a situation. Yes, we did. Yeah, I, I found that a difficult thing to fathom how you could be do that and make everybody happy because obviously there wasn't enough money to cover everybody. And right. on top of that, right. how do you end up picking and choosing who got who got the uh, rent subsidy? Well, the city council does not manage no. it. It's right. actually right. managed uh, yeah. by the Malden Redevelopment Authority. Alex Pratt has done a fabulous job with that. We voted to fund that as the mayor uh, sent down the, the paper to do that. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's we tried to do what we could during this pandemic, whether it's just a phone call, whether it's clothing, whether it's the, the warming center, whether it's funding um, uh, and subsidizing um, part of our money, part of the CARES Act money to help those that can't pay their rent. Because it's if you can't pay, what, what are these people going to do? You know, I, I mean, and, you know, on the flip side, there's landlords that – that's their business too. So, um, yeah, I think we did a really, really good job with that. Um, trying to be very sensitive with the needs. Um, what I have, uh, I'm very proud to say that um, in November I brought to the floor um, as an idea that we start a COVID memorial um, for people in Malden that have passed away, and also uh, to recognize those first responders that have helped us. And I was so happy. It wasn't controversial, and it was a unanimous vote. And uh, so progress has been made. In December, we sent out a survey um, on City of Malden website, and um, uh, 65.3% of the, uh, the residents that participated 
have chosen the Malden River as their location where they would like to see this. The choice was Forestdale Cemetery. Um, Director Cahill was fabulous. Um, so we, we kind of narrowed down the option and then also gave them an opportunity if they had another idea. Um, but two-thirds of the people are saying the Malden River. And to me, that's, um, that, that's a great idea as we're redeveloping that area and making it, you know, more friendly for the, for the residents to go sit and, and boat on and, you know, visit. So, um, so the, the progress is right now, uh, I will be, uh, it is planned that I will be in front of the Malden River Works uh, Commission and see if they like the idea because we can't just pick something and then that's that step and then from there then we go into a development a uh, you know some sort of a research and development phase where do we build it into the the actual work that's being done do we do our own thing there it, it's really up to them where they want us if they want us I have my fingers crossed but um and and then we we go from there and uh, and who knew Channel Five would get wind of this in December? I got three calls from City Hall saying, you know, uh, I forget her name, the political um, person that interviews. This Sacchetti, is Sacchetti, that's her name. Oh, this is from the Channel Five or whatever. Channel Five. Yeah. They wanted to speak to me. I'm like, oh, let the mayor do that. I don't you know, but anyway, um, they thought it was great. They interviewed a couple of random residents, and uh, it was also positive. We were on the news, so again, Malden's doing so many great things. We we really are leading the way in so many ways. So I'm real proud of that. Well, that particular project that you're talking about is that is that to recognize and memorize the people, that memorialize the people that passed from COVID. Yes, I see. Okay, yes. yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think at this time it would be over 100. I don't know. There is, it is yeah, over 100, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, one other aside, which I find kind of interesting, they, and they don't, they don't show that now, but it, it used to show on the television uh, the, the national numbers of people who passed, and they would show the, um, the numbers of people who, um, who, who contacted the, the, uh, the virus and then, and, then, and then the total numbers that died. And and it would it seems to me that in the the last numbers I saw in um, nationwide, uh, the numbers of people who pass because of the, uh, being infected is under two percent. Right from the beginning, even when the numbers were a lot higher, Massachusetts is about three percent. Mm -hmm. I, I mean that's the that's the numbers I recall, and it's a little hard to fathom why our, our death rate would be as would be higher than the average with the uh, the rest of the country because I would think. Uh, as as a group within the uh, within the state, you know you have uh, a lot of uh, medical access hospitals. You have a medical educational institutions, and you have all the things that, in in one way or another, are, are supportive of of uh, of a calamity that occurs. And yet, for some reason, the numbers that I've looked ever since the thing started being published, which was a year ago. Massachusetts seems to be higher than the normal uh, group, and and uh, it's hard. anyway. That's that's an observation I made. I've, I've never had anybody that I've told or asked about it respond that they said, "Gee, I don't know." Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that's at the state level. So. Well, anyway, I'll give you a, uh, maybe a change of pace. Okay. Uh, this and this goes with the sign. Um, we are witnessing um, a trial that's on now for the the, um, the tragedy that occurred. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, and I usually I, I took the sign down for a for a little while because uh, I was wrong in one of my predictions. But uh, this is the, the trial that's going on going on the courts now, and my prediction and I think uh, uh, my thinking is that eventually when the decision is resolved. It could be a hung jury, in spite mm -hmm. of all the emotions that are attached to it. Mm -hmm. um, if there is a conviction, it's going to be on a lesser charge than the second-degree murder charge, which is one of the ch one of the charges that's there. And um, the other thing is, even if all of that falls in place, there is a conviction. There, 
what's going to happen, this is going to be a dragged out process in the courts too, long after the trial is over, and there'll be, there'll be legal issues because in some instances you have national television talking about the case. They did a special on it the other night in one of the channels, uh, and it was an hour long, and I'm thinking, how can people that are sitting on the jury or how can people that are uh, within the in involved process say, I have an open mind because I haven't I really know. read the papers. I yeah. don't read. I don't watch Wouldn't television. Want to be a juror. And the other thing that might work, uh, I think, against the conviction. I think, in order to uh, to resolve the legal implication to the, the response from the from the community level, which um, they made a, a settlement to the family of sixteen million dollars mm. to to, um, to his family. So mm. that I think could. Could factor somebody's attitude towards well, if they got all that money, mm. what punishment is left? I mean, the, the tragedy of the death has some meaning to people, but it, and it's just like the Brianna one, the other young mm -hmm. woman that was mm -hmm. shot in her in her own home, and if I, I think in her own bedroom, I think that there was a settlement on that. Where there was there was nobody charged in that, mm. and that was thirteen million dollars was mm. paid to her family. But the, the one that's going on now, I think that. Uh, the, the the complications and the other things that are going to happen uh, in the future on this is going to be long drawn out and it won't end with the trial, which is supposed to last for several weeks. They'll be talking about it in the courts and in the higher courts for a uh, time to come. And so, um, it, it, and unless there's something in the in the ju in the uh, prosecution process that we don't know as a public, yeah. one of the things that did come out earlier never never got, went much beyond in, uh, just a discussion was both the policeman that was that's on trial now and and the and the victim worked at the same location were you aware of that no well, well, he was a bouncer and the cop was did security there but they supposedly didn't know each other so mm. i don't know if this were a tv story, story there'd be more to story mm. than there is but yeah. anyway the point is that um, it was a tragedy there have been others just as bad uh, mm. and to families that have lost uh, you know young people and uh, on and on and on so a diversity person maybe be in City Hall is one way to kind of yeah, bring focus. Yeah, all politics is local. Yeah, yeah, it sure I mean, is. it is. Yeah. So speaking of that, it's an election year. So um, there are some new people jumping into the race. So I do encourage, you know, our residents, we have so many new residents as well, to, you know, do your homework and look into the, the new people that are, you know, stepping up to the plate and following the politics and uh, and vote wisely. So, and it's important this year because the mayor is not running for office. He's got a four-year term, so he was elected, re-elected two years ago. So, sometimes at the local level, when you don't have a mayor race, especially a contested mayor's election, mm -hmm. it winds up there's not as much interest. But certainly, there are reasons why people who, who in Malden, whether it's short-term or long-term residents have issues that they think are important and mm -hmm. this is a chance if That's they have right. an interest you have until what july to take out uh, uh, it starts i think may 5th and goes until someday in july to pull your papers and get the signatures get the signatures and meet the people and start your knocking on doors and making phone calls and uh and then for the residents to really you know do a good job educating yourself and uma formerly matv always does some great uh uh shows with the candidates and debates and, and it's great so and also if you if you're satisfied with somebody's doing the job that's been elected to then maybe they'll give you a chance to get out and help them get reelected <laughs> to keep them in office well this has been a, uh, an interesting show it it's has. the first live show i've done in in some months, I'm a little out of practice. I appreciate Councilor Demaria for coming on, and I uh, hope that uh, if you uh, don't have a chance to watch it Wednesday night, that uh, you'll see it. Oh, it's on Saturday as a rerun and Sunday as a mm -hmm. rerun, and we look forward to having any input you might have from the comments that I've made, and I'm sure her phone is always available for those people always who want to make available. a... and I do want to wish everybody a very blessed holiday season, whatever you um, celebrate, and... Uh, Spring is here, so thank you. And put the eggs Mayor. in the yard and have at least a hunt. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks again. And stay healthy and keep the six feet distance socially.
Unless you get a better offer. <laughs> anyway.